What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shona Sony One, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. Hello again. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 227. That was one of that was a good show. Was it? Was it? Two two seven. Yeah. I, I forgot. There's I was gonna put some Jack no A on my on my like outline. There's a family around. Okay, yeah. Five points if you're old enough to have know what to have seen two two seven when it was <laughs> debuted as a new show. That's where Florence went there and make some money. Yeah. After George and Wheezy. Yeah. Went off the heezy and retired. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it totally threw off my introduction by my own doing. But anyway, episode 227. <laughs> Before your auditory canals. Oh, my gosh. And as usual, I am not in this digital studio alone. Along with me, I got my partners in crime. First on deck is Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just happy to be here, as always, talking about these fantastical, magical games that we all love so much. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And of course, our show's a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabrilli Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on? Not much, man. Um, just uh, getting started with a uh, week vacation, so, so hey. I'm hoping to make some headway and talking about PlayStation VR too pretty soon so you know it's, it's been a long-running joke on this show when is he gonna play it you'll when get to it when gonna... you get to it <laughs> yeah what is he gonna do it i can't believe you bought it and haven't played it takes time i know come on you know i, I rather extract the value of two dollar game you know i've been playing for months on it so yeah you know your priorities, sir. Know your priorities. You like it, you do it. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. So, <laughs> now we'll, hey, we'll see know, if I made to make that headway this week. We'll see. So, yeah. I believe in you. You probably Thank won't, you. but that's fine. <laughs> no, I will. I will. You play what you feel like playing. That, that's really all. Oh, I know. That's really all that is. But I have a forty-inch. For 48-inch OLED that's just been collecting dust because I haven't used it, so I want to move it around, and that's what where I'm going to hook up the VR22 and be able to Reverend Tutu. See, look at me. I'm, I'm referencing like all sorts of stuff here. A man of knowledge, so out of control, sir. You know it. All right, so <laughs> was always our first topic on our docket. That playlist, we got that coming up right now. So let's toss it off to let's toss it off to Joe this week. What you been playing, man? Not much again. You're killing me. Um, I haven't played Mario or anything 
Other than Division 2, I've been playing a lot of multiplayer with uh, Goonie. Uh, I've been playing some with John BT on here. Uh, we beat the campaign, meaning Goonie, uh, last night. So, you know, today we're doing some PvP. My first PvP, my PvP Division 2 cherry got popped. And it got popped with a big old fuddy-duddy, big old loss on here. It was so. really hard on you. Really hard. Yep, you got it, so... What you tried? Yeah, we got the participation trophy. Only reason why I, you know, remember when we played Destiny and Destiny Two, and we were like, oh, I'm gonna go do my bounties for t- the day. Yeah, there was a uh, m- multiplayer bounty, so it's like, okay, I, I could, I could, you know, get shot at for like uh, 20 minutes and try to earn a project and do it that way. So. But uh, still enjoying it. Um, I'm going to get off of it. Uh, Never. You know, I, even if I don't, I mean, I'm going to try to play other things on top. So, so that's the thing. So, so I'm I'm in the wheelhouse, just like when we played Monster Hunter Rise for a few months. It's the same thing with Division Two with me right now. So, seems like that game to play. You know, yeah. when I don't want to think, I put on Division Two and run off and kill at will. So. I um, also played, uh, uh, we had game night on Thursday, and I played River City Girls 2 for the first time. I know, Kev, you you know enjoyed that game quite a bit, and you were playing with me. And it was a kind of a unique sp- experience because of the fact that uh, the combat is so heavy in comparison to other, like, uh, belt-scrolling uh, brawlers, if need be. It's because it has to do with the level-up mechanic as well, so... So I actually went ahead after we were, our session on Thursday and went and installed River City Girls 1. I know I don't necessarily have to play 1 before 2, but I was actually going to do a single-player playthrough of the first game just to get a feel for it. And kind of enjoyed what I played. So, mm-hmm. so definitely had a chance to do that. And, uh, you know, were you disappointed in the fact that you couldn't bring over your single-player progress onto the multiplayer? Uh, not really. I can. I kind of. Ex- in a way, I kind of expected it. Um, since I haven't finished the game officially yet, I'm actually on the on the last boss. I would expect that once you complete that and you get your your new game plus data save, I would imagine that unlocks a bunch of stuff like level select and all that other things and all the characters that you've unlocked to probably be available for multiplayer then, but. Now, I was going to bring you into my game, but it, my the I was not able to do like a chapter select. And even though I have all of the characters unlocked except the two bonus ones, um, it wouldn't. You'd be it, it would like be right at the end of the story, and you know you you would have missed all that. So uh, yeah, I didn't want to bring off. you into didn't want to bring you in, into into where I am right off the bat. Because I've got all my all the characters have I have them all kitted out with all their moves, so um, I have done I've been able to do that. But as far as actually completing the game, I have not done that yet. So, but yeah, I mean, starting with the first one is fine too. I think the first game is really is definitely okay. worth playing. Um, it's unfortunate that it doesn't have multiplayer. It does, but it's couch only. 
So um, you could probably play it through that. Uh, you could probably play it technically online if you use the, uh, I forget that feature that lets you bring uh, another person into your game. The share play? Built in the share play. You could probably do yeah. it share play. Um, but um, yeah, unfortunately it does not have native multiplayer built into it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, maybe I'll have to play something different. Uh, you know, Fight and Rage is something that could probably be very easily something we can hop in and hop out. And, of mm -hmm. course, if uh, it's with community members, of course, TMNT, of course, so mm -hmm. on that. Uh, otherwise, for the week, I've just been working, uh, doing usuals. You know, um, I was happy man when I went and did a little game shopping yesterday. I went to GameStop, bounced to a couple game stops on here, and... Uh, I picked up this bad boy right here, the Street Fighter Six mm. Collector's Edition. Scary. On here, uh, only sixty-two dollars. So, you know, and I traded in my other copy of Street Fighter Six, so it wound up costing me like forty-one bucks out of pocket. So, so it's not bad. Not too mm -hmm. bad. That's you know, I I usually look at these collector's editions, and I do not want to pay two hundred fifty dollars. You know, but you knock that price down 75%, you know, maybe I'll think about it, you know what I mean? So, but there's a couple figures, uh, both of uh, Luke and Kimberly on there and some stickers and uh, uh, season pass on there with some drive tickets. So this might motivate me to play Street Fighter Six a little bit. So, so is so. that the first, is that the first season pass that's included in it? Yeah, it's the first season pass that's included in okay. that and costumes and some uh, backgrounds as well. So, Alright. Or stages, I should say so. I'll see if there's any other GameStops that have it in the area, Kev. I don't know if you were looking into it or whatnot. So. I really wasn't. Um, I haven't really been playing Street Fighter 6 that much either, so um, it's definitely something I need to I need to get back into. For whatever reason, I'm, I'm kind of more interested in... Um, uh, the Grand Blue Fantasy one, the oh, Rising, the uh, Rising. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling that one. I've been watching the um, the uh, uh, pre-beta update that they've been doing, and that game just—it looks like everything that I didn't like about the first one has been addressed. Like this, it's much faster. Uh, they've made some changes to. Um, some of the some of the the systems from the first game so it's not all you know if you're not playing quote this character then you're not going to have any success online type of deal anymore so i'm i'm kind of into i'm kind of i'm very interested in seeing where um where that game is going to how that game is going to wind up but if i can i'm going to take part in that up their upcoming beta if possible yeah, the beta starts on November 9th and it lasts until the 12th, so it's going to be uh, this upcoming weekend. So, mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this now, I mean, if you're interested, we could uh, have it ready to go for game night on Thursday and play that a little bit. So, mm -hmm. Thursday night brawls. So, also, you know, I bought some other games at GameStop, too. I got this uh, first-person shooter called Trey Pang 2, which um, I'll fire up and 
give some impressions on but the, that trailer is kind of nuts and as soon as i saw that they had a a copy in stock it's like okay i got I, I had some a little bit extra scratch uh, from my gift card from pax and so i used that uh, from the fine folks at xseed so I, I i should probably be using their Visa gift card that I won at their booth to buy XC games in, in a perfect world, but damn, I forgot I had that. Thank you for saying that. Hundred dollars, hundred dollars, Des. Come on. Good, damn, I Yeah. And you know, when we were talking last week about Warrior sixty four, like you know, killing my like you know habits and stuff with extra stuff well you know wario 64 is still hooking me up and so it's like you know if you see me on, on this show or talking about well, how i gained like you know 100 pounds like you know uh, there's this big thing with Domino's right now with the emergency pizza oh, and student loans and whatnot and um you know i signed up and i got a couple free medium pizzas so it's like you know last couple of days i've been eating good over here with with free pizza you know so Grand is Domino's, so I don't know how, you know. <laughs> I actually enjoy Domino's, actually. I don't know how you Out of control, sir. <laughs> Am I out of control? Out of control, <laughs> sir. You know. If, if I had a wife here to cook me meals or something, it'd be one thing. But, you know, hey, Wario 64 is, like, making me food in a way. So, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. got the deals, and I got a stomach full. So, Good, good times, good times. So <laughs> that's cool. all on me. What you been playing? What you been doing, Diz? Uh, the only thing I've been playing uh, is Honkai Star Rail. I actually came in and started playing it, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, <clears throat> no, I haven't played Spider Man Two yet, um, but I will be starting that soon. But I really have been enjoying Honkai Star Rails. Um, um, it is not a action RPG. It is a turn-based RPG, and I like the synergies between all of the characters um, that you can build up and and do your stuff with. Um, and I like their combos. I like the fact that when you're playing, your character can um, their their power meter. Every time they get hit, every time they do a damage, every time. You know, they assist someone. They get, uh, they get different, um, uh, they get energy towards their, uh, to their, towards their ultimate. And what's great about it is you can execute their once the once the one it once the, uh, once the ultimate is charged, you can immediately do uh, the move. So it'll basically interrupt the flow of battle, um, and do their move. So I think that's really cool. Um, but uh but yeah um the story is super it's not as convoluted as you would think it's actually not that it's actually a relatively straightforward um uh story um because it's based on honkai i guess the honkai series of games um there's been a couple of them and there's another one that is like hong kong uh honkai impact 3 which was the last game and it's a mobile game and there's actually a comic book series and the comic book series goes into a little bit more about what's happening and you know the overarching the overarching um 
creation story, which is actually pretty cool, is there's this giant tree. It's called the imaginary tree. It has imaginary energy and whatever this stuff. And underneath it, it sits in a, a giant uh, ocean of chaos. And every leaf that grows off of the tree is is an individual universe. And so the the and every every leaf that falls into the ocean of chaos is universe dying but then it goes to feed the tree which is getting nutrients from the chaos so it's this never-ending cycle of like universes being reborn and stuff like that so it's really kind of a cool little little visual and thought of of how everything is is going through and then there's these these paths that people follow they're like ideologies you like that people are they're called path followers and and there's like destruction and harmony and all these other different things. And, and when you follow your path, um, you get different uh, powers uh, for following your path. And, um, and there's different cards that you can get called light cards and they, they are associated with certain paths and, and they give you different bonuses to your classes. So if you, if you have like, like the main character um, that you that you build is a is a is on the path of destruction. So you find different light cones, which are light which are cards, and you equip them, and it gives them different stats. And you can find better ones or weaker ones. You can increase the ones that you have. Of course, there's always some mechanism for farming and increasing your stats and whatnot. And what's cool, I guess, is is if you and, the, and this is all in the lore. And if a person follows the path. So much so that that they become an an, an echelon or a or another. I can't. I'm thinking. I'm saying the wrong. I'm saying the word wrong. But it's you become like a an echelon or a an acolyte of it, and you get even more powerful. And then and then after that, you become like one with the path, and you become um, a paragon, or I think it's what it's called. And that's like a god, basically. And and so other paragons can fight each other and kill each other, or or if you if you stop following the path, you lose all your powers and you basically become immortal again. So and these, these people who are like super powerful are like mortals. And so the main antagonist in the game is this, is the, is the, is the, um, the paragon of destruction, of course. And so they, all they want to do is, is, you know, destroy universes and whatnot. And so you're tied to the main character. The main character is tied to the villain in, in some way. I'm not going to spoil it. And um, so basically you're going around to these different planets and there's different factions that you meet. There's factions who work for this other guy, this one guy who can like see the future and calls them scripts. And so you have to try to work with them. And so it's just, it has a little bit more story than I was expecting. And it's not so, it's not so crazy as, um, as uh, Genshin Impact because Genshin Impact it's basically you kind of go in there and you go around, you do your stuff, and you're on this one planet, you know. And this one, you're going to different planets, you're meeting different people. It's it's got a little bit of that, you know, Galaxy Express 999 on it, which I really think is really kind of cool. And so there is a gotcha mechanic, and the gotcha mechanic is you, you know you basically wish upon these people, and you get new units that you're able to create your team with. And so you're basically have a roster of all these different people you can get, but you can only play with four people at a time. So there's different ways of like reasons why you should pick your tank, your DPS, your healer and some other thing and your, 
And so there's different characters that do it better than others. And so you can basically just, you know, build your characters out. And and the graphics look great. I think it looks personally, I think it looks better than um than Genshin. I think it looks better than um um Tower of Fantasy as well. But again, if you were not a um if you were not a uh did you get it, Joe? If you if you're not a um a uh, uh a RPG person, you might not like it because it definitely is a uh a turn based RPG. And it, and it's pretty quick. You know, there's as you progress it gets harder. Your Trailblazer, you know, that's the name of the main character is called the Trailblazer. And so you as you play the game, the the it gets the 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 worlds and the stuff gets gets you know uh harder and harder and harder and there's about i want to say there's about 20 20 to 30 hours of content in the game right now that you can play with um because each character you get uh has a side mission that you can play which is really kind of cool so you can actually each person you roll um or wish upon if you get them you get like a side quest for them you can go on and do that stuff and they give you a lot of free characters that you can play with. And some of them are actually really cool and you can play them all the way to the end. So I think out of all the gotcha games, this one seems to be a lot more forgiving um, and not as uh, predatory. Um, So I think out of all of them, I would think that Genshin is probably the most predatory at this point. Then you have tower of fantasy and then you have um, Honkai, but I'm, I'm still in the early stages of it. Um, but I've really, really in, in enjoyed it so far uh, of what I've played. Um, it seems like it's a it is a single player game. There's no multiplayer in it. So, um, so yeah. And it just seems like I don't know. It just it, I've really resonated with it. And I really like the. I think the ultimate moves are amazing to watch. Like they are really they're like cinematic. It's really cool uh, when they do it uh, when they do their ultimate attacks. It's it's pretty damn good. So. Yes, I'm definitely going to see about I was going to try to play it prior to the show and got donked into playing Division 2 with with Goonies. So, but uh, I'll definitely have some impressions um, you know, next podcast to talk about as far as how I liked it and that kind of thing. Or yeah, how I, I def- go to go ahead. Yeah, if I like it or not, I'm assuming I'm going to. So, I mean, again, if you like if you like turn based RPGs, then you'll like it. You know, yeah. and and you the game is the game is such that you can do all the content with the free play with the free characters. And I think that's really cool. They give you like like you're you get so you get the main character and then you get three other characters. And then there was another uh, fifth character that was given out to everyone as a kind of a thank you. And it's like a five star character that everyone was everyone got. And it's pretty good. That's why people were very shocked that they gave it away for free because it was an actual pretty good unit that you could play. So they were like, what? So so I do think that this game is going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit better. And it, and it doesn't seem to have a lot of the the uh, the jank and the and the gotcha that um, that the other games have. And, you know, because there is you know, a limited story and they, and they, they dole out story content, you know, and it looks like the story content's going to be free, I think, um, which is kind of cool because you're already paying for the, uh, for the gotcha mechanics. So I think the, the, the extra stories that they're, that they're going to be dropping for the continuing storyline is going to be, um, is going to be free because you really only get two main stories paths right now for the character, for the main character before, 
you know, it says like to be continued. And then you go to this thing called the simulated universe, which is, which is you replay levels, but they add on different, um, different uh, modifiers and you can get uh fight. Like there's like boss rushes and there's all these different things that you can do in the game. Um, if you run out of the newer content. So, so there is a, there is a loop that you can do, you know, for the game. So, but that's what I've been playing. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of stuff about it. I've read a lot of stuff about it. I really, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I think this will be my go-to kind of like de-stressor game. Um, when I just need to like chill. Um, but I do need to get to, uh, spider-man 2 because i i heard from a little a little birdie that our other uh our other gaming vessel uh uh host has actually beaten spider-man 2 already is that right kev uh that would be correct whoa be absolutely oh. correct it, wow. indeed i did um so uh yeah i i beat the game absolutely enjoyed it it's game of the year Huh? Game of the year contender? It's definitely a contender. I mean, no secret Final Fantasy 16 is my game of the year. Oh, I figured that, that has not that has not yeah. changed. It is also the best game I've ever played. Okay. That has not changed. So Final Fantasy 16 is still king of the hill okay. in my book, but Spider-Man 2 absolutely phenomenal game. Um okay. uh, Great story, the side missions, I don't, and the neat thing about the side missions is as things change in the story content, although the side missions are still basically kind of sort of the same, the environment that they take place in changes and what's going on changes as well without going into spoilers i won't be able to fully flesh that what i just said out just know that the side quests and the side missions uh the types of one things that you do while at their core are they they are still the same the reasons why they're happening do not change. I, I mean, the, the reasons why they're happening is what changes, not the types. It's not the types that necessarily change. If it's not going to make any sense, what I just said until you experience it. But, um, but yeah, Spider-Man Two is in the books. Uh, posted it up in our uh, um, rolling credit section in our Discord server, and I've had an absolute uh, joy. It's been an absolute joy. Uh, playing probably is uh, right now probably my favorite superhero game, which up until now was probably Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Uh, even though that game is, is very old, I think it just so completely captures the essence of the Hulk comic book character. I think Spider-Man 2 uh really captures the essence of what uh of who spider-man is as as a character uh, which also kind of brings me to my um what i wanted to talk a little bit about so since i finished the game i've taken the um the uh what do you what do you call that when you put the the mute the mutes 
uh, for Spider-Man off of my social media. So I'm getting on, you know, a lot of the stuff that I would normally see mm-hmm. uh, coming through my timeline, particularly on YouTube. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff that now maybe because I've been out of comics for 30 years. Just I it's like, what what are you t- what are you talking about now? I mean, it, it's it's um, so the first thing was the the whole Mary Jane has been has been uglified thing that that was going on. Uh, I saw little bits of that going on even before uh, Spider-Man 2 came out when they uh, were were showing uh, still images of the main characters for this game. And at the core of it, I'm like, okay. If I'm not mistaken, Mary Jane in the in the in the original comic was a supermodel, right? That is correct. Okay, so she was a supermodel, and the whole thing, if I'm remembering, between her and Peter was that it's like, oh well, you have this this dude next door type of person going out with this going out with this bombshell, right? And that was like, you know opposites attract kind of whole dynamic going on with with their relationship and i'm going back and i'm thinking about the first spider-man game i mean the one from 2018 and i'm like okay she was de-bombshelled in that game she she did not look like her comic book counterpart from that she's it, you know, and people are going into the, and doing photoshops of her jaw, and oh my gosh, she has this man's jawline, and oh my gosh, is this that and this that and the third, and how they uglified Black Cat. And I'm like, well, Black Cat looks the same in the first game as she does in this one. I'm like, I, I just think that I think a lot of people. I don't know what it is. There's there's an element. There's this like uh, element in the comic book, in the comic book community, and maybe you know more about it than I do, Des. Uh, that is so that it's just like so opposed to any kind of uh, what at the core of it seems to be unimportant changes. That they lump those unimportant changes, those unimportant changes in with things that you could say would be important, and they lump them all together, and they create this 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 toxic bomb of nonsense, and they just try to to uh, make that whether you're talking about a comic book, whether you talk about comic books, or you're talking about uh, video games, any type of media surrounding comic book characters, they just make it bad. Like um, these are the same people that that have that have problems with you know race swapping of characters, which I which I am in 100% agreement with. Uh, like gender swapping characters, which I am in agreement with. You know, sexual identity things. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm with them on that. But when you start when these other changes take place, which on on in scope don't seem that big of a deal 
and they lump that in with the main issues that they have with changes that that go on with uh, 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 mass appeal characters. It's just like you just make your entire total argument on the things that do make sense. You you start you start making that whole argument seem seem dumb. Uh, you know, so I'm seeing like, uh, oh well, they're trying to they're trying to re- replace Peter Parker's Spider Man, and I'm like, no. Now, granted, I stopped reading comics when Miles Morales was first introduced, so I don't know anything about how he's how he was introduced. I don't know how many times he was rebooted. I don't know how many how many uh, uh, I don't know anything about that because by the time they introduced my I introduced Miles, I stopped. I had been stopped reading comic books. I think that if you were to ask the average person if you if you ask the average person who spider-man is they're going to tell you it's peter parker and once you played spider-man 2 once you played the first spider-man game and once you played miles morales the direction that they've taken peter parker makes a ton of sense and i don't know i don't know what i don't know what storyline is because they got marvel has has got so damn many universes i don't know which one is considered the quote-unquote real one and i don't know what's going on with peter in the quote-unquote real one but it the, the the direction that they're taking miles and the direction that they're taking Peter, if you've played all three games, it makes absolute perfect sense. And no, Peter is not being quote unquote replaced with Miles Morales in 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 this game. Not at all. Not at all. And I I just do not understand the venom and vitriol that is coming from this this uh, this this section of the comic and uh, pop culture community that I think makes some solid arguments in a lot of cases in in the important cases, but then when then they go on these tirades. And oh my gosh, they did this. And oh my gosh, they made such and such character woke because, you know, they made Black Cat bisexual in something, some gamers. It's like, hell, they made they made Felicia Felicia bisexual back when I was reading comic books about her. You know, some 30 years ago. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Why are y'all mm. mad again? I I I I I just it's just it's just very very weird and um like I'll 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 say this and because I don't because really if I go into too much more depth to explain uh my argument I go into spoilers and I don't want to do that but I think the issue with with Spider-Man 2 is that in the reviews that I have been listening to uh, and seeing 
since my completion of the game, a lot of people are uh, vibing with Miles' side of the story a little bit more than Peter. I can see that. And I think people are just, uh, for whatever reason, people are bent out of shape over that. And these are these are coming from reviews that uh, folks that have a big following on social media. They got a lot of followers. These are people that are in the uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of people following them, uh, particularly on YouTube. And they're just expressing the um, uh, the joy that they had in playing the game. And they really vibe with what the direction that Insomniac is taking Miles with it, with this title. And I think people just are just in, in just get put in their rage zone about this, you know, iterative character. That's basically that quote unquote, he's a, he is, he is a carbon copy of Peter. They've just been, you know, ethnicized or whatever. And uh, I'm like, I don't really see that because I don't see Peter, throwing out electrical blasts at anybody. I don't think he ever did that in the comic books. Nope. But be wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. It's completely different. If anything, he's like, if anything, Miles is like uh, Spider-Woman, because Spider-Woman is the one that had the electrical blasts. He's the only one that has the camouflage, though, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I'm thinking it's like, I didn't see this stuff when Venom came out, because Venom is basically evil Peter. You know, or anti-hero Peter, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't see any of this when the Carnage characters came out. I didn't see any of this when Spider-Woman came out because I, I used to read those. I didn't see any of that. But but we get Miles and oh, my gosh, it, we just we just we just everybody's just just, you know, shat their bed. Because, you know, we got this Puerto Rican dude flying around hurling out hurling out uh, uh, webs web slingers. And and I will say and then this is the last thing I'll say about about this. When they were talking, people were talking about the uh, the sections with Mary Jane. I'm not going to go into detail about them because, again, we're go- going into spoilers. I didn't like the Mary Jane uh, sections in the first game that much. Because num- a number one, I don't. Me and Stealth have never been friends. That's oh, why yeah. I play Stealth games. And in <clears throat> this one, they have made such sub such subsequent changes to them. They've shortened them from the first game, and they're actually fun. And I, I people coming. Oh well. Insomniac didn't listen to the players because they put the Mary Jane sections in. You know, I want to be Spider-Man punching dudes in the face. I don't want to be sneaking around. It's, it's like y'all didn't even play these sections in the second game, did you? Because it's completely different. It's completely different. different. And it's like, I I don't know why you why you people feel so intent to lie because I think if you're if you stick to your core thing, your your core statements, yeah, a I, I don't think main mainstream characters should be should be race swapped. I don't think mainstream characters should have their genders or sexual orientations played with. 
I don't I, I I'm in agreement with y'all on that. But then when you go on to this other the, this other side of the same coin and you start playing the same thing with stuff that really doesn't make any sense, it really takes away from your core argument, which I think is sound. But you just sound like a bunch of you, you, you sound like a bunch of extreme idiots when you put that same vim and vigor around stuff that really doesn't in the grand scheme of things doesn't make that big of a deal when it comes to this when when it comes to this stuff now the one thing i one thing i will say that i am in agreement with uh with them with regards to miles morales miles needs his own rogues gallery of villains like agreed. peter had agreed the way having him just keep fighting the same folks that that Peter did is a disservice to that character. Um, I think maybe the Prowler would be a good place to start, but everybody after that has to be should be new with the same effort and intensity and creativity that was put into dudes like Doc Ock, you know, Green Goblin, you know, Venom. Um, you know the 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 crew that was after him in the comic books. What was that? What they called the Sinister Six? Yeah. You know he needs Miles needs his own rogues gallery of villains that are new and fresh that he's dealing with specifically. If they really want to make him quote unquote, you know, separate from Peter Parker, you know. Uh, I agree. I'm in agreement with them on that, but everything else that they have been been just blasting this game about, I will say also from a technical standpoint, uh, the game's not perfect. I did have two crashes mm. and one interesting glitch uh, <laughs> in one of the one of the side missions. I I had uh, beaten up a, a symbiote. And the animation is one of the animations is whatever, whether you're using Miles or Peter, one of the uh, finishing move animations is them pulling the uh, person out of the symbiote and kind of like pushing them or tossing them uh, to the side in the midst of in, in the mix of the fight. Well, when I the glitch was that when I did that with one of these people the person <laughs> basically floated up and off the screen. Huh. <laughs> if I'd have been thinking, it didn't crash the game either. He just kind of <laughs> floated on. <clears throat> he just kind of flung it into the atmosphere, huh? <laughs> yeah, which I thought was wow. was really fun. But, um, but it yeah, it's, yeah, it was, the, the game was absolutely enjoyable, uh, fantastic, um, and Des, I don't know if you had anything to add to that, uh, that the you know, folks uh, in the comic book and uh, mass media character community no. that seem to have a, have issues with any kind of changes. But no. that's just something that has been kind of bothering me since Spider-Man 2 was first announced. And now that I finished the game and kind of made taking these things off of mute. Uh, particularly on YouTube, I'm seeing all this stuff kind of come through my timeline. I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? And that, that was just kind of, yeah, they don't even know bugging the hell, bugging the hell out of me. It's like, it seems like y'all didn't even play the game. 
<laughs> no, you're right. They probably didn't. I'm just angry. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> well, that's great. Cool. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I I I think whether you're whether you're a comic book fan or or if you're someone who's been out of comic books but you know knows who Spider-Man is, you know, which you, you probably have to look pretty you know, heck my mom's in her 90s, she knows who Spider-Man is. So it's <laughs> yeah, like uh uh you know, I think you'll have a good time, particularly if you like if you just like beat 'em ups. And they just like um uh, uh, Rockstar or or Rocksteady, pardon me, captured the essence of Batman in the um, uh, in the uh, Arkham games. Insomniac has captured the fluidity and movement of Spider-Man uh, through all three games. And you know, the first two, it's it's one of the I remember like the first time I played Spy the first Spider-Man 2018 Spider-Man, I was like. I'm seeing I'm this is how I always thought Spider-Man would fight in in real time, you know, in all those awesome Marvel action frames that he was in doing the twists and turns and the upward kicks and, you know, flying punches that he would do in the in in the comic books. It's like he's they've actually captured the essence of Spider-Man's combat in a video game in a way I never thought I'd I'd ever see. And in each sub- subsequent game, Insomniac has been able to build upon everything that worked from the game before it. And in Spider-Man 2, it it's basically, you know, spider combat perfected. It, it's just it's really <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Cool. And again, it's just like you're seeing him, you know, you're seeing all those panels and action, those action panels from the Marvel comics being uh, brought to life in the game. So just excellent stuff. So with that said, in my little diatribe out of the way, we're going to move on to the our second topic on our docket, that being our vessel line. And I'm passing the mic back to Dez. You got it, man. Hey, all righty. <clears throat> so uh, for our vessel line, Joe has just been killing it. Actually, it's our main event. Sorry. Uh, Joe has been killing it uh, with the questions. So, um, Joe, so the question for this main event, um, and again, like we said before, next week, uh, the next episode will be our vessel line. And then the vessels are the, uh, the listeners will be able to give their thoughts on the main event or anything else that's going on um, uh, in the gaming for them. So the question for this week is, what games are on your radar for Black Friday? And what price is that sweet spot for the games on your list? Uh, we'll start that out with Joe, because this is Joe. I know this is like uh, this is like a high holy holiday for you. Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you like lose your f in mind so i want to know my friend what games are on your radar and uh, what is that sweet spot for 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 games uh, on your list uh for me right now um i mean there's a just a handful of games i'm looking for on the black friday deal just depends on how low some other games might get but um you know i've there's a few games i'm interested in i'm interested in playing atomic heart 
but um, that seventy dollar price point's kind of just not uh, speaking Ugh. to me. You know, yeah, I don't blame so, you. Yeah, and I've seen it actually go on clearance at Target, but I was not able to find it locally uh, to be able to pick it up. So you're not going to play it on Game Pass. It's on Games Pass, but hey, you know, if I'm going to own a game and enjoy a game, you know, I'd rather play it on the platform I <laughs> actually give two wretches <laughs> about, you know, so. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, um, I'm looking to pick it up on PlayStation, of course. And so uh, I actually have it from the library right now. So so it's actually installed on my PlayStation. So uh, just in case after I try it, if it's something to where uh, I'm not enjoying it or whatnot. It might go off that list on here. So, but yeah, I'm kind of interested in in picking up a copy. But I'm thinking twenty bucks at the bare at the most is like my asking price for the game. So, I'm also uh, from what I played over at the uh, PAX. I'm interested in Pikmin Four. I think there's a little bit more streamlining done with that game series with the latest iteration. I've seen all the great reviews on it, you know, and so. Looking to see if I could pick up a copy but not pay full retail price for it. So right now it's like a full retail price Nintendo product. So it's like 60 bucks right now. So, um, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to even get it within $40, you know, right now, uh, given the fact that it's first party Nintendo. But I've seen first party Nintendo gotten discounted a little bit. So I'll keep my eyes out on that, you know, kind of go from there. Uh, another game I'm kind of keeping an eye out for, and this one will probably get some chuckles from you to both of you, is um, I'm looking to see if maybe I can pick up a copy of Exo Primal. But uh, Exo Primal is going to be like, you know, you just you know, love right? giving folks your money, huh? For no <laughs> reason. <laughs> hey, whatever makes the man happy. Yeah, money. come on, man. <laughs> It's money. I, I. Hey, <clears throat> you make money to spend it, right? So have fun, buddy. Have fun. You, you make those, you make those dinosaurs your bitch, Dino Daddy. God, what are you doing, man? That's it. I, hey, I want I'm, you to play the I'm game. Dino Daddy, hell is this crap? Come on, get out of here with that. It's a Capcom game. You know, I've been looking for, you know, I, I should be playing on Games Pass. It's on Games Pass. So yeah. it's there for, for, for right for the taking. But in my little mind, me being a PlayStation connoisseur and knowing that the print run wasn't all that big on that game and, and seeing if I actually do enjoy it, wouldn't mind having it on my shelf at least. So, but. Right now, I mean, retail price on this game is 60 bucks still. It hasn't gone on sale at all. Gamefly has had it for $30. But I'm looking for 25 maybe 20 And given the fact that, you know, now I've seen a lot. I've been, you know, reading a little bit about the game. I know the people that have played the game actually enjoyed the game. You know, I know you two have already made up your mind, of course, but, you know. I mean, if it's super cheap, like if it's like fourteen ninety nine, you know, or nine ninety nine or something, then yeah, like I'll dip my toe into it. It's fine, you know. But 
<clears throat> but anything this, else? This game does screen PlayStation Plus at some point, but oh, yeah. I'm not See, sure if it's going to hit PlayStation Plus or not. So Yeah, if if it does, I'm there. You know, I'll play it with you, you know, a couple a couple times, but not, we have not, access yeah. to it on Games Fest, and so won't we try it on Games Fest too? Week week nudge nudge. So uh maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So you gonna that's my question. You gonna spend money for a game that you don't want to play, but yet you won't play a game that you had no you don't want to play when it's available on serve. I, I don't understand that. Help 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 me understand that. It's like I, I'll sp- I'll spend five bucks for this trash ass game that I really don't want to play anyway. But when I can play that same trash ass game on a service I'm already subscribed to, eh, it's like you're pulling. It's like you're pulling. You're pulling. Well, maybe pulling he doesn't want to play it chicken. on the Series S version. Maybe pulling don't, teeth out of a chicken. It's, it's not going to cost you literally anything more than what you've already spent because it's on the service. But you'd rather spend five bucks on it out of pocket, like literally going and making the effort of picking up this trash game. Instead of playing same said trash game on the service, just by downloading it, you don't have to do go through any. Extra. So the weird thing about that though, make, is, make it makes sense, bro. Make it make well, sense. Well, for me, for me personally, I just don't like Xbox. You know, <laughs> have to turn it off. I I know that sounds hella like, oh my god, really? You know, I know that sounds hella bad, and it's just like, what are you doing? Type of situation. But I just don't want to play it on the Xbox. Oh, I mean, man. That's, that's really, in complete and utter honesty, that's really what it comes down to. I just do not want to play it on the Xbox. Like, I just yeah. don't want to do it. I just do not want to do it. You know, I just... No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> You'd rather play it on the console you know and love, right? Yes. Yes, I'd rather play it on the console, my console of choice, so to speak. But, but yeah, I, I, I just, just, I just can't, I just can't bring myself to do it. I just, I, I'm, st- I'm still willing to give Exo Primal a chance. I knew you guys played the beta just because I asked you guys to try it out, and I know it's already been decided that it's quote unquote trash. But <laughs> I'm all like. Mm. You know, people, other people have been having fun with it, you know. You know what? And I'm here for those other people, you know, hey, sir. It's all good. Uh, it's people like, like Superman deepest, 64, you know. It's not like I have the deepest FOMO <laughs> at, the, at the same time. I'm just looking for some, I'm just looking for some pleasure. I'm looking for some, some fun, you know. Just like, you know, I was going to ask during your Spider-Man 2 breakdown, does it, you know, a, beat the uh, wonderful game known as crackdown three as far as superhero you know you can you should be (laughs) spanked with a wet noodle just for (laughs) putting spider-man 2 in the same sentence as crackdown three sir that that is i'm sorry that foolishness will not be tolerated on this on this show it it, it's it's just not going to be no no come on bro come on bro but Come Crackdown on, 3 bro. is so good. It's so Come good. On, it's a great game, man. Great Come game. on, bro. <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about an insomniac tuned piece of digital art compared to a game that has cars humping on the street. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, bro. 
<laughs> well, I do have Spider-Man remastered on my PlayStation at the moment, so I, I will let the listeners know, you know, how it, it it compares to Crackdown Three. So, please do. Yes. We'll see, we'll, we'll see if it meets those bars or not. You know, that that bar of quality known as Crackdown Three. So. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, digital <laughs> games, I'm looking forward during Black Friday. Uh, just uh, I'm looking at my uh, wish list right now and. Uh, Looking forward just you know to see if anything dips below a certain price point. I've been keeping an eye on Gravity Circuit, which is like a Mega Man esque like you know uh, 16-bit inspired game, and so I'm thinking about actually buying it physical when it comes out. In like uh, I think it's coming out February or March of next year. So good game. Worth and it. also another game I'm kind of keeping an eye on is Moonscards, which is a Metroidvania that uh, from Humble that kind of looks cool kind of has that little bit of uh you know dark soulsy ish thing going on along with the the 2d side scrolling business so it's something i'm kind of keeping an eye on as well so so i know the physical is like 30 bucks i know you could buy it digitally right now for literally like you know 15 bucks so on and so forth so you know some games it's like you know i don't know if i want to go and pay the um physical tax you know to be able to especially if limited run has a game selling for 40 bucks and you could go buy it digitally for like five or something it's the ridiculous so. yeah i really have to really want a game um for that to happen you know i really need to like be like yeah you know for that to happen um because if not then i'm just like me i'd rather just take the digital yeah and as far as anything else, as far as besides games on Black Friday, I mean, I think I told Kev, I think I was mentioning the YouTube does, is uh, I'm kind of looking at that, you know, selling the ROG, ROG Ally at Best Buy and like thinking, hmm, you know, would I rather have a portable PC I could play like Steam and Xbox titles on? on Don't you have one though? Don't you have a Steam Deck? I have a Steam Deck, but I'm thinking about kicking Xbox Series X to the curb using the money I get from selling said console and just going deep going rogue having a a rog ally and having another device that i can do everything on so so you're really thinking about going rogue huh got it but that's it for me for black friday going rogue going rogue yeah rog rogue potato potato tomato tomato it's called exoprimal the win let's call that off um so kev uh buddy what are you planning on uh uh what what games are you getting on black friday and what is your sweet spot um so i as far as the price point goes i i like the 25 or less uh spot for i i don't i feel like i'm not really getting a true black friday deal on a game if it's not 25 or less uh, which I mean that I'm sure that all depends on the game and all that, but you know that is just like the the uh, psychological uh, barrier that I've just set up in my own mind. Whether it makes sense to other people, you know, I don't know. But I I, it, I feel that if it, it's at 25 25 or less for a Black Friday deal. As far as the titles, I really don't have anything I'm particularly looking for. Um, there are a couple, uh, Robocop is one. I would, um, I wouldn't mind finding that on a good deal. 
and that other one shoot what was what was it it was that uh action jrpg where it's like a it is like an homage to persona um i forget i i can't remember the the name of it eternites eternites yeah if maybe i could find that on a deal because i did play that game i did play the demo of that game the actual combat is terrible it, it it's it's i thought it, it i don't know if i've talked about it on the show or not and or whatever if i did exactly what i said but as i think about it now the combat's not good it's not good at all it, it mm. it's it's very it's very stiff not very does not free feel free-flowing at all the animation is very stiff it just didn't vibe with me uh, at all the story seems interesting enough that if i could find it um if i could find it for cheap somewhere i'd probably you know maybe uh, check it out dumb dumb the the difficulty level down to either easy or or next to easy and just play through it just for the sake of for the sake of the story but i have that game pre-ordered actually it's not uh, the physical is not coming out until the 15th and it's retailing for 30 bucks so yeah that i i feel that that's too much i'm not going to pay 30 bucks for each night so it's so it would have to drop down by uh, five bucks or or more for me to even even sniff around that. What I am looking to do is I I uh, my uh, surround sound speakers have conked out for the last time, so I'm looking to replace them with a sound bar uh, with an all-in-one. Um, I'm not looking for anything particularly high end. I just want, but I'm not looking for something that's just a half step above my LG speakers in my TV either. So it's kind of something around in the mid range of that. So I'll be, uh, I'm going to start looking at, uh, uh, some reviews on YouTube and keep an eye out on, uh, retailers for uh sound bars so that's going to be the thing i'm going to be looking at for uh this year but as far as games i'm trying to think if there's any other games that i did not buy and that's like i intended to buy but just didn't get around to buying them um there may have been but they're escaping me right now the only one i can think of uh right now is robocop so i'll, I'll be looking for robocop on a deal any Ubisoft bangers? You know, Ubisoft's always that company that you know you never want to buy new. Yeah, I mean maybe that uh, that uh, Assassin's Creed. That's right. They did they did come out with that Assassin's Creed that's supposed to be a you know a return to form of the original style where actually an assassin instead of a one man army. Um, maybe that if I if I see that one on a deal, but. To be honest, I thought I would be excited, more interested in playing that game. I'm really not. Uh, I I don't know if it's like if I feel that I just if I'm going to play a game like that, I just go back into the Ezio collection or or you know, replay uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, the pirate one. Black uh, flag. You know, Black flag. <clears throat> Black flag you know, yeah. Just play Black Flag. Black flag again. Um, 
I, I don't know. I'm just not. Re- I think maybe Assassin's Creed as a series just may have just it's just maybe one of those series that's just run its course for me and that I've just played enough of them because I played all of them from the original all the way up to Black Flag. I've played every one of them, finished them. And maybe I'm just at a point where I feel I've just had enough Assassin's Creed that I've played enough of them that I don't need to go back and revisit that series again. And I'm kind of thinking that's where I am with that. So unless I see that game like for ridiculously low, I don't see myself going out of my way to look for it to pick it up. Any interest in Hot Wheels Unleashed 2? I know that's in the game. Not works. really. Not, not, not really, man. <laughs> if, <clears throat> and I don't know if the rubber banding is still a, a prevalent thing as it was in the first one. Uh, I'm just not. No, I and I'd have to do I'd have to I'll have to research that one and see if the rubber banding returns, because if it does, I definitely don't want to go back and mess with that again. Uh, If it comes with a collector car in the in the physical edition like the first one did, I might try to I I might try to look for it because I am still a Hot Wheels collector. But if not, then uh, I think that. Yeah, one. I I was at Walmart yesterday, and they did have a um, Hot Wheels Unleashed two version with a car in it. The only thing I just saw it for Switch, I didn't see it for any mm-hmm. of the other consoles. So it might be out there. I'm not sure. So yeah, if I if I see it, then, then maybe. But um, and even then, if if I pro I won't even play the game un until I do some research to find out whether or not the rubber banding. I mean, there's always rubber banding in racing games. There's, you know, that's just the way it is. But if it is just so egregious as it was in the first and the multiplayer was just so trash in the first one, um, they will they will have had to make some improvements to both of those before I start playing it. So that's basically what I'm looking for. Cool. Um, All right. Well, for me, it really comes down to the price. I really have no specific games that I'm looking for for Black Friday because I'm just very much like if it's a cheap if it's a cheap game and it looks good, uh, then I'll take a chance on it. And it's got to be like, you know, under twenty dollars, like nineteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. Um, I tend to go a bit crazy on uh, digital games because they seem to have like the deepest discounts in my opinion. So especially on like PlayStation and Nintendo. So that's usually where I spend my black Friday money. Um, every now and again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be down in Fresno and I'll hang out with Joe. Um, and we'll go, you know, shopping for, for games and whatnot. And sometimes I will stop and at like a GameStop or whatnot. And I'll, if there's something that's really, you know, cheap and it's a really, you know, good price, then, then I might pick it up or maybe on a two for a two for one deal or something. But given all the craziness with GameStop, uh, I really don't want to support them. So, so mainly I'm just going to like, if Amazon or Target or Best Buy has a really good deal, I might, I might, um, pick something up but i don't have a specific game or games that i'm looking for but that sweet spot is definitely you know 
1999, especially if especially if it's on a like a a game that I've that I've kind of like had my eye on for a long time. Um, and it is kind of, I just kind of notice it. I'm like, oh damn, you know, or, or I'll see a really cool, like, you know, deck, deck building game or something that's like five bucks or that's on sale. Then I'll, then I'll, you know, take it out. But I usually, I usually buy a ton of indie games on Black Friday. That's generally where my stuff is. I don't buy the, the, the bigger games. I just never was that way. Um, I mean, I, I have in the past, you know, when when I basically would um, when I was really into um, I don't want to say flipping, but when I was really into uh, uh, taking games back and selling like trading them in, I would buy a bunch of games at, on Black Friday, spend about like, you know, hundred, two hundred dollars on games, you know, get like a fat stack and then I'll play them and I'll play them all, beat them all. Uh, the ones that I want have a permanent home. The ones that I don't want will get traded back during a, you know, a a, a trade in boost, and that's how I would get my my trade and stuff. But now those days are pretty much gone, so I don't ever worry about it. So, so that's pretty much where I am. Um, I do know that I'll probably have to babysit Joe uh, because if these Wario sixty four deals come out, this man might, you know, have a ton. <laughs> of like applesauce or he might get pallets full of you know tasty cakes you never know with him so you know him and him and, and wario 64 i swear to god these guys you know i'm gonna have to start a campaign to get wario 64 taken off the air just to save my friend joe you know or at least send him a christmas card <laughs> i mean <laughs> His uh, his uh, affiliate, his affiliate uh, payouts must be really good because of Joe. <laughs> because yeah, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Joe got him eating good. Joe got him eating good. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's how that guy makes a living, and I'm jealous. So, mm. oh man, what a that, that would be a great way to make a living. Here, he just him. took he just took the throne from Cheapy. He just let me have that. Yeah, you know it. So, so that's uh that's pretty much it, everybody. Um, if you we would love for you all to take the time to let us know what Black Friday deals or games are on your radar. You know, what is your sweet spot for games? Because Exo Primo. Uh, uh, so you could definitely let us know. Uh, in our in our comments on our Discord, if you wonder. How can I, you know, join your Discord? Stay till the end, and Kevin will definitely let you know. And we'll read your responses uh, on our next episode during the Vessel Line. But you know what follows, Desmond. It's the Jabroni Game and News. All right, thank you, Des. You're welcome, Joe. All right, so first thing we are going to talk about is about, you know, Des kind of mentioned it, talking about this in his response to uh, the main event topic. Uh, but, yeah, GameStop is kind of going south, even more south than it's been uh, at the moment. And so there's just a lot of things going on. So, so if you happen to be a Power Up Rewards member at GameStop, Starting in December, uh, that $5 you get a month, uh, the $5 that you were told you can use to buy, um, you know, PSN, 
currency, um, Xbox currency, uh, Nintendo shop currency, uh, Nintendo, you know, uh, Steam cards. You cannot use said $5 against uh, buying any sort of store credit as far as um, any of the prepaid cards on here. And according to the internal memo, uh, that GameStop sent out is quote unquote they're stopping it so that the Power Up Rewards uh, program will be quote unquote more profitable. So it actually just says right in plain English with a bullet point. <laughs> so you know a lot of people were sold this uh, Power Up Rewards membership. Uh, they recently bumped it up from like fifteen dollars a year to twenty five dollars a year, and so a lot of people are kind of up in arms about it. So. I know, as you off that little gravy train, at least for a yeah, while now. I haven't, I haven't um, updated any of my um, my rewards cards or anything like that. I don't, I don't subscribe to it anymore. Yeah, and Kev, are you part partaking of the Power Up Rewards membership? The uh, pro, are you a pro? I am Power- a pro, but I will not be proing it up anymore. Um, the only. Th- the only reason I still maintained it was, was for trading prom- promotions, and they don't seem to be doing those anymore. Um, so I have no real reason to maintain my membership. So I think when it expires this time around, I have no. I'm not going to be re-upping, re-upping it. Yeah, they have a little bit of trade promos, but it's not as how it was, you know, a few years ago. Unfortunately, so. So I have a big batch of games that I need that I need to take back and trade back in, um, either because they've gone to PlayStation Plus or they're just games I'm just not I've either finished and don't plan on replaying ever again. So I've got a nice little stack of games that I can take back and trade back. So, uh, well, maybe let the listeners know what you got and let me know what you got. <laughs> I could take a look before <laughs> you trade it in. So, well, I do know that. If I do need to trade anything in, I'm probably just going to bring it down and have Joe do it. That way he can get any of the points and whatnot. And and then I'll just buy um, PSN cards or something with them, you know, with the trade-in values. But, yeah, I'm not going to buy any games from them. I just don't want to do that. <laughs> well, I'm not even sure now. They also issued out a edict, something saying starting this month that – uh, any gift cards that are used or purchased cannot be used to purchase um, in-game currency. So I don't so see like, that's so weird. So like say if like you buy a $50 gift card for your like niece or nephew or your son or whatnot, they can't come down and use that game gift card to buy a Roblox bucks or PSN credit or or Xbox bucks or anything like that. So. So I'm not sure if trade credit's going to be excluded as well. To me, it's my money, so I should be able to spend it how I would damn well please. But I'm not entirely sure. And they eliminated points you get from trading in games a while ago, actually. So yeah, that's that's a wrap for for GameStop. It it's leaving. Like these are these are death nails. Like I'm sorry to say, but this, these are death nails for a for a, for this franchise. Sorry. For this um, friend, for the store in general, yeah. right? For the yeah. chain. Oh, sorry, yeah. it was never franchise. Sorry, yeah, for this, for these stores, for this chain, I should say. Yeah. Well, there's other things that are kind of 
you know, just add that whipped cream and cherry on top of this thing. Uh, you know, one thing you are hammered at when you go to a GameStop every time you make a purchase, warranty. So they have a warranty program that they can guarantee your game disc. They can guarantee your consoles. They can guarantee your controller. And if you go ahead and pick up the warranty, um, you know, how it has worked in the past is that you are able to get a new item, you know, basically to replace your, you know, item that is faulty or whatnot. But uh, they have a new policy, even on these previous warranties that were previously sold under the guarantee of receiving a new product. They basically have been told that um, if, someone comes in with a warranty on a particular game or controller that they have to replace it in store with a refurbished or pre-owned item so like say if you got your dual sense you got your um, year warranty on it you happen to you know got some stick drift something else going on you bring that said dual sense in for a warranty replacement they're going to give you a used controller off the racks and who knows if that used controller might not have like any number of other issues you know it might be someone you know smoked a lot you know maybe they 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 uh, they they like the herb or whatnot you know maybe they got they got a little critter problem you know and your console you know you bring in your xbox series x because it looks like a big box you know those roaches might came and made a home straight mm. in there you know and so you might you might be taken home especially if your series x might have you know for whatever reason not work anymore you're going to get a warranty replacement you're not getting a new console anymore you're getting a pre-owned item you know of gamestop's choosing on there they they're new Policy is basically if you bring in something in for a warranty and that said store does not have that item, they're going to tell you to drive 15 miles to go to the store that actually has it so you can do your warranty swap. So, mm. you know, or they'll order it for you online if needed and have it delivered to your house. Who knows if they'll pay for the shipping? Who knows? You know? But it's you still know? a used item. It's still a used Even item. Even though you buy yeah. yours new. Correct. Yeah that oh man they can they can sit and spin on that yep damn because i i i have my i have both my where did i get my ps5 i know i got my xbox through gamestop and i bought a warranty with that even though i got the console for free damn yeah so warranty on the ps5 is 55 bucks you're gonna pay 55 bucks so you get a used console if your ps5 is on blink (laughs) oh hell no (laughs) Get out of here with that mess. Uh, there's one, you know, GameStop employee on the uh, GameStop subreddit saying, "I'm definitely ain't sending people to my neighboring stores to waste their time. It's such a disaster. Half of the pre-owned we get is either broken or was in the home of a smoker." So, mm. I've seen it when I was at GameStop. They, they do a test when they bring consoles in. They like shake that damn console down because if there's any roach dust that comes out, you know, or any dead bugs that might fall out. They won't take the trade. So and there's horror stories on that game, GameStop subreddit talking about all sorts of like, you know, like, you know, some people try to trade systems in and literally you got like live bugs, like crawling out the side, crawling out the vents and who knows, you know. So, you know, just like public enemy can't trust it. You know, it's like, <laughs> hell no. So. 
can't trust it. Leave it alone. Yep. Nope. So imagine all, all this, all this crap that's going on, but this is like the ultimate, like, you know, bad deck, bad draw for these employees that GameStop sent an internal memo to their employees and they basically said that their healthcare costs are going to go up substantially for 2024 and that the company would be eliminating benefits such as basic life insurance, accidental death and dismemberment insurance, short or long-term disability insurance, and also eliminating matching 401k contributions. Mm. So they're but, out. They go yeah. away. Uh, the according to the Kotaku story, a copy of the new benefits shared with Kotaku shows a $850 deductible plan for a single individual will cost $377 a month. Mm-hmm. Same plan for a family would cost $1,129.68 a month. So, and according to a couple mm-hmm. of current employees, this would double their annual health insurance costs based on these cuts. So. Well, so, I, 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 time to start finding a new place to work if you're an, a GameStop yeah. employee. Unfortunately, That's yeah. scandalous. Get get your resumes out there. Start looking. Yeah, I was talking to uh, you know one clerk I know from the store on Kings Canyon. Nick, he pretty much said the only reason why he's still working there is that he knows his manager. He's the assistant store manager. He's the ASL ASL there. And then he doesn't want to leave her high and dry for the holidays by leaving. So that's the only thing he said. So, you know, unfortunately, the new CEO of uh, GameStop, Ryan Cohen, he's the same guy that kind of went ahead and drove Bed Bath & Beyond into the ground. Oh, well, he's a Grim Reaper then. He's he's coming in to finish the job. That's all he's there for. That is literally what he's doing. 100 percent he's trying to maximize profits yeah you know he, he's basically cutting all of the services in order to make sure that there is enough money for when they liquidate and then and the people at the top will get their golden their golden parachutes and jump out that's what mm-hmm. he's doing yeah. this oh this is terrible he understands the assignment Oh, yeah. he really does. And and, yeah. and if he's already done this, the Bed Bath and Beyond, which was a huge large chain, mm. oh yeah, yeah, this is nothing. This is a small cakes for him. Mm. The man, no, get out, get out of the yeah. dark place. Yeah, he's first email once he was appointed, he appointed himself CEO. He said that uh, he's gonna take, he's gonna exact, basically take care of delegators and money wasters. So. But no, guess no. what? He he decided for whatever reason on Twitter. Um, this is like a couple of days before the Texas Rangers won the World Series because you know, GameStop is based in Texas. He basically went on Twitter and promised every player on the Texas Rangers a thousand dollar GameStop gift card if they won the World Series. <laughs> mm. Damn, actually getting getting some paying out some bonuses. You know, maybe covering some uh, health care for a little bit longer than otherwise would be possible. Nah, we got to we got to pay these uh, multimillionaire athletes and give them a thousand dollar gift cards so that because a thousand dollar gift card is probably like 20 cents to them. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get out of here. That is just yeah. That one, is just bad. That is tone deafness on a level that is just like wow. 
Yeah. That is, One GameStop employee on the subreddit said, I wonder if this was sent out before or after they decided to cut insurance and 401k benefits. So, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, still... It doesn't matter because he don't care anyway. He's yeah. he's 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 the Grim Reaper. He's he's making sure them folks get paid at the top. And uh, unfortunately, those from middle management on down, um, y'all need to like seriously, all jokes aside, you need to start. You know, this is the time to do it because different places are hiring for holiday help. Uh, it's time to move to another place. Yeah, I just kind of I almost feel dirty for shopping there, but, you know. We'll see. I know Des, you're done with GameStop. You know, maybe I should kind of give up the ghost. I have one more pre-order to go. You know, whether I'll be able to give up my five dollars a month or not. <laughs> no idea. So it's for the better good, Joe. Do it. I know. I know. But yeah, definitely just be forewarned about GameStop. So all right, and then other news. Um another company that's kind of going through the ringer a little bit, Bungie. Uh, had some layoffs this past week and it, things got kind of egregious a bit. So, um, so they pretty much went ahead and they cut eight percent of staff on there. Um, they're saying that s- the sales at the studio were running about forty-five percent below projections for the year. On there, I guess people are just not interested in playing Destiny Two as much anymore. So, so. So and uh, there was a lot of back and forth about the layoffs because there was a lot of people that got laid off, including notably the uh, like social media director for Destiny uh, for Bungie on there. Um, There was the main composer of Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. Uh, He pretty much was like in his late 60s, but yeah, he pretty much just got kicked at the curb on well, here. If you ain't working on if you ain't working on new music, then bye. <laughs> like, if you ain't working on new music for Destiny Three, what you doing mm. here? Yeah. So Chief Executive Officer Pete Parsons pinned a mess on weak player retention for Destiny Two, which has faced a poor reception since the release of its latest expansion, Lightfall. And so the next expansion, the final shape uh, was getting good, not great feedback, and management told those present that they plan to push back the release to June of 2024 from February. Um, on their additional time would give developers a chance to improve the project, quote unquote. Um, in the meantime, they said Bungie will be cutting costs such as travel, as well as implementing salary and hiring freezes. That, you know, basically the people remaining people there would have to work together to weather the storm, leaving employees feeling determined to do whatever is needed to get the revenue back up. But basically what happened is that, you know, that they found out that they were laying off about 8% of their workforce. Um, They basically fired them like on October 30th. So basically they were not going to get any health insurance beyond the end of the month on here um including such things as expense reimbursements on there so on and so forth so they were rushing to submit their receipts they get three months of severance and three months of uh, cobra health insurance on here but a lot of the people that they got rid of they were supposed to get a vesting 
amount of stock based on Sony's purchase of Bungie back in 2022. And basically by getting rid of these people, they were, um, they lost all their vested stock that they were supposed to receive. Some of them were God supposed bullshit. to vest on November the 1st. So, mm. so yeah. That's, that. That's dirty. Take That's that for dirty. what it's worth, you know, so. And, of course, in comments to the press afterwards, Benji CEO Pete Parsons allegedly told the remaining employees left at Bungie that the company had, quote, unquote, kept the right people to continue to work on Destiny 2 on there. So, so imagine being told that you are the, quote, right people. Wrong person. Yeah. You're, you're the wrong people. <laughs> I'd like to know what that definition entails. It's like, so what? Is that the guy that designs the weapons? Because if so, the weapons didn't haven't been looking good since the first Destiny, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> Define the, the right. The running. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the layoffs impacted their community team, their art, their engineering, recruiting, legal, audio, Q&A, creative studios, and IT. They cut among the Destiny 2 and Marathon teams, that new game they're working on. It includes multiple members of the company's diversity community and accessibility club. So, so they definitely did what they did to trim the fat, quote-unquote. But, uh, you know, I read an editorial uh, saying that I think the only way for Bungie to kind of take a step back on this is to just maintain... Destiny 2 don't release any new content beyond this last expansion that they've announced and maybe you know go back to the drawing board and work on the Destiny 3. So they need to do that. And I don't and believe for one I've been saying they need to count yeah. to 3. And I don't yeah. believe that I don't believe this is fully all on Bungie. I think this is something that came down on, on high from PlayStation after they bought them and they said, "Look, we got to cut we got to cut you know, that way we can start maximizing a profit after buying you. So this is probably came as a mandate from up up on high, and they're just saying, no, it didn't. And they're not saying anything else. So, yeah, uh, they've said um, numerous times that I had nothing to do with PlayStation. So whether you want to believe them or not, I have no idea on there. So that that they were told, quote unquote, that Bungie's decision to let go employees were theirs and not Sony's. So. And uh, there are some other ex-Bungie employees that kind of just were making snarky comments online about it because they basically felt the same way about Bungie. So and I think Bungie, you know, might not have that shine that <laughs> they once have. I think they got lucky maybe with Destiny, tell the gods on the street, you know, with the original Halo, you know. So, you know, they at one point were a, a good group, but, you know, the whole thing about sunsetting portions of destiny 2 i can't even go back and play like the levels that i initially played when we first started playing destiny 2 because they all have been taken off the server so you know, i don't even know what the game is now really to tell you god's honest truth so i have no desire to go back to it either you know i think you two have literally have said <laughs> yeah. no way no how no chance i was like y'all gotta mm -hmm. count to three yep before i even think about it we'll see what happens so but uh, that's pretty much a done deal for Bungie and for Sony, unfortunately, with that uh, 
said purchase. And I saw someone else comment the fact that if Sony didn't purchase them, they might have been toast as a company too. So. All right, and one thing that did happen this past weekend is that the BlizzCon happened, and so of course Phil Spencer made an appearance as the new, you know, overlord of uh, Activision Blizzard, and and of course mentioned StarCraft while I was up on stage and whatnot. But uh, one thing that did get announced that might be of interest to us here is that uh, they at least released a name for the latest Diablo 4 expansion so the first expansion is going to release late next year it's going to be called vessel of hatred so so um they said vessel of hatred continues the grim tale that began with diablo 4 and as you learn the fate of the prime evil mephisto and this evil plants for sanctuary so so i guess this is going to introduce a new region to diablo 4 uh and they will continue the campaign story uh have new ways to play equals the vanquish and a brand new class so never seen before in the diablo universe so so we'll have to see you know talking about right now i guess this season third season of diablo uh four is happening right now um that the newest the third season that will be coming up because we're in the second season right now right does yes yeah, so they have a new type of weekly challenge engine called the Gauntlet on there. So, And starting next week, Blizzard will introduce five unique class-specific rings that will let players tap into the powers from Season of the Malignant as well. So, And then on December the 5th, a preview feature for the Occultist will come to Diablo 4 on here. So, so I'll have to see. I don't know how... how interested you are to go to back to play Diablo 4 does you know I've seen such disparaging words said about the game but I know that with the latest season I've heard some of the updates that have actually been very good so I'm kind of okay with it with, with leaving it alone for right now so you all know, just kind of dropped that like a hot potato but we beat it there's nothing else to do I don't want to do the same content over and over again I just was not feeling the um the thing of the malignant thing just didn't really catch my eye, and I was just like, you know what, never mind. So I just kind of left it at that. Do you feel you got your money's worth from it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It was a pretty okay. good story. Like, I enjoyed the story quite a bit. I thought it was a, I thought it was better than the last one. That's that's for damn sure. You know, but I was, I, I was just kind of done with it. You know, and I just, okay. I tried to go back and play the malignant and do all that extra stuff with it, and I was just like, no. Like when they when the next DLC when the when the DLC comes out and I'm able to see what happens and they continue the story, then I'll play it. But other than that, nah, I'm good. Well, this DLC is not going to come out until late 2024, so it's like. Well, there you go. Then I'll wait till 2024 and I'll turn back into it. And I'll move back into it and be like, oh, how you been? How you been, Diablo? And then we'll hang out some more. But for right there now, you go. nah, you're good. We don't need to kick there, it no more. There is other DLC coming out for another game we played a little bit this uh, past couple months, and uh, Remnant 2 is getting new DLC. So The Awakened King is going to be launching on November 14th. This is the first of three planned downloadable content packs on here. Uh, this will bring out basically the One True King, uh, which is a boss character you need to, to fight against on here. So... So this one true king, um, 
sees betrayal every turn and is on a rampage of revenge. So, so it's basically something that there's going to be a new location in this uh, downloadable content, and then we'll have new dungeons to traverse, be able to acquire more powerful equipment, and so on and so forth. So, so it looks kind of cool. There's an additional storyline in the dungeon in an area on here. There's a new architect called the Ritualist on here that's uh, going to be introduced with this dlc and um there's going to be new bosses characters and creatures so you know uh, you talk about a game i'm probably thinking about going back to i never really gave this game a fair shake before we went to pax and pretty much i haven't gone back to it i've been dividing too much you know i've been doing too much math on there so yeah yeah i'm i'm down to go back to it you know starting fresh and just running through it because i really enjoyed it you know so I'm down to go back. Okay. Sounds good. I know a listener, Goonie, was interested in double dipping and possibly playing with us on PlayStation. So we'll have to see if anyone else out there, if you guys are interested in playing Remnant 2. Um, this might be a Black Friday gig if you don't have it already, you know. Or, you know, you can buy, buy the physical off Kevin before he trades it in. So. <laughs> I know I think that's I on have your it. stack, probably. So. I think I have it on digital, unfortunately. Oh man. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that on physical. I think I got that digital, because um, I thought I was, I t- I was thinking I was gonna like it more than it turned out I did. So. <laughs> See, I always go back to it since it's in your library. You never know. Uh, maybe. I, I think a lot of it is, I. I didn't. I don't understand the rules of the game. Um, I don't understand the abilities and what they're supposed to do because I don't think the game did. Maybe the game didn't do either a a good job or present them in a way that I cared about. So when I started playing the game, I'm just going in and I'm getting mollywopped by everything. So I don't know if I'm just venturing into areas that are out out of my level. Uh, or if it's just that I didn't pay enough attention to the abilities and uh, how to how to uh, deploy them. Um, so either way, I'm just going to say it's the game's fault because it wasn't interesting enough to hold my attention. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, nothing wrong be, with that. We'll do that. It might be we'll too that, that the game maybe is meant for more multiplayer. You know, maybe it's harder to play single, but. Yeah. It is hard to play single player. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. But they did that on purpose because they want people to play together. That might be the reason. Then, but uh, well, we'll see. We'll talk more about Remnant 2, especially when that DLC comes out. And then I uh, want to make a mention. This last news story talks about PlayStation Pulse headphones and earbuds. The pre-orders are going to go live on November the 9th on here so and the playstation pulse explorer are the new earbuds uh those are going to be out and be out for 149 dollars 99 cents on here um and then the pulse elite headset will be available for 199.99 it will be out on february 21st 2024 on here so uh, the Pulse Explorer is their new first set of wireless earbuds. They have a premium, quote-unquote, portable audio experience with dual microphones and AI-enhanced noise rejection on there. It's going to be able to you know, obviously filter out any background sounds. 
Also offers lossless audio and comes with a charging case on there. So, and then the Pulse Elite is their new upgraded wireless headset, which will offer also as well lossless audio and comes with a retractable boom mic and AI enhanced noise rejection as well on there. So, there's going to be a charging hanger that's also included uh, with the with the headset for a convenient charging and storage option. So it actually charges. Uh, on the hanger itself, so you don't necessarily have to, um, you know, use your USB-C port to be able to charge it if need be. So, and then they're also going to be selling a PlayStation Link USB adapter on there for better Bluetooth connectivity for with both the earbuds and the headset on there. So that same adapter will be coming out on December the sixth on here. And both of these headsets, the earbuds and the uh, Pulse Elite, will be uh, compatible with the um, PlayStation uh, Portal device. That PlayStation Portal is coming out pretty soon. It's coming out in 10 days. It'll be on November 15th for $200 on there. So, so some people are looking for more information on the Portal because you know there's now a lot of impressions beyond that whole. So you know I think all your social influencers got some hands on at Sony headquarters, but then we haven't seen any breakdowns of the device as of yet. So. So we'll have to see. Uh, I know for me, and even though I'm a headphone junkie, I'm probably not going to purchase either the earbuds or the headset. What? I know. You mean you're not going to purchase it for full price? And that's I, silence, that silence means accepted. <laughs> I see him on a clearance deal for a half off or something, but I doubt I'm going to see him on a clearance deal. I know I have the Pulse Elite headset the 3d headset right now just because i bought a pre-owned um version of it from gamestop of all places ha 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 <laughs> the, the the topic circles back but <laughs> you get a buying warranty? a used headset no i didn't buy a warranty for a 30 dollars <laughs> headset i know that business even though I, buying a warranty for a headset at gamestop is actually a good thing because they don't buy back any headsets so they probably sold me the headset that got turned in for warranty, and they figured to do something with them. So, I know you talked about that you're interested in the um, earbuds, right, Kev? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in on the earbuds. Um, yeah, because I wanted to, because I've been, and now that I know, now that we know that when they're dropping, um, I'm probably probably going to sell my Victrix. Now that I think about it. Because it's just the reason why I wanted to hold on to the Victrix was because it has um, it has a phone jack earphone jack compatibility, uh, whereas the uh, Kitsune does not. But these earbuds will basically solve that problem. So um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna sell the old. Uh, the Victrix. It's not. It, it's a fantastic, fantastic controller, but I just don't need anything that big, clunky, and heavy. Any interest in the earbuds, Des? I know you. Just, I think said previously you were thinking about it. So yeah, maybe, but again, it'll have to be on a sale. <clears throat> good deal. Good deal. All right. So that is the Jabroni Gaming News for this episode two two seven. There's no place like home. I go. <laughs> All right. I mean, folks. no place, child. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, folks, game night take place every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's the day of the week that we set aside to interact with our the members of our Discord community. And we play games, uh, chit-chat, just kind of hang out and kind of decompress from uh, from from what, whatever stresses you've been going through for that work week. So you don't even have to be playing games. You could be doing something else. It doesn't really matter. Just uh, hop into the voice channel on Thursday evening and uh, just kind of settle into the community and uh, just kind of hang out for a bit. Uh, so you might be asking, how do you join up in our Discord community? Well, what you want to do is you want to head on to the app formerly known as Twitter, 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 uh, currently known as XXXX, and uh, go to at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link in the description and you're in. So there is no uh, waiting list. There is no Patreon tier list to subscribe to. You just click the link and you're in. We just ask that you just be a good person, likes talking about video games uh, and not bring any of the toxic non nonsense that's typically found on much larger social media platforms. We don't have any of that stuff going on here. We have varying opinions, varying points of view when it comes to games, the gaming industry that is all freely expressed in our community, minus the personal insults so if that any of that sounds good to you you dig what you've been hearing on the podcast uh i think you're going to have a fun time in our discord community so definitely want to invite you in give us a shot i think you'll have a good time so that is going to bring episode 227 to a close for des aka the bay area chair aka the high res lover that's me A.K.A. the Cat Daddy, A.K.A. that Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, A.K.A. Jabroni Chief. Crackdown 3, son. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Why do you hate yourself? Um, <laughs> Why do you hate me? <laughs> hey, I'm not the one that I'm not the one that plays Crackdown 3. I I have a I have a healthy person. I have a healthy view of my of my personal self. Your personal health. Your personal <laughs> health. Oh, okay. I'm saving it by not playing that game. <laughs> I was gonna go find a steelbook and show the steelbook on camera. Oh, Don't do that. <laughs> but you might also know him as a food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonef71, aka Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, yo. And we'll be back next time, episode two two eight for your ears. Peace.